Welcome to Selective Hearing Radio episode 58. And tonight we're going to be talking about ESPA. With me is our friend Ellis, aka Ping. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back here knocking out these episodes one after the other. Yeah, we're on a, a pretty, pretty good streak, aren't we? Yeah, let's keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, probably the fastest we've ever whipped out episodes ever. Thank you, AI. Yes. Thank you, AI. Doing good things other than making dictators and drag images and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, what is it? Harry Potter, Harry Potter Balenciaga. <laughs> yeah. AI is good for certain things and it's evil for everything else. But uh, let's get past all that and talk about our, I guess, I guess our favorite, one of our favorite girl groups. I don't know how high they rank for Ping, but <laughs> for for me, they're, they're top 10 somewhere. Top 10? So are they between five and ten? Yeah, they're in the upper echelon. So like like six or seven, that that range? <laughs> no, 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 in the, in the top five of that top. Oh, ten. the top five. Oh, so they're <laughs> they're in their top five then. That's yeah, a big. That's a big. But, that's a big difference. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, <laughs> I should have clarified that. Let's go with top five, because uh, I did travel for them. True. True. I would say they're in that number two slash three spot but with uh, between them and New Jeans. And um, it's like for New Jeans, I like their music a lot more. But for Espa, I also like their music, but I like the girls more than the New Jeans girls. So it's like hard to decide because I really like the New Jeans music. But um, yeah, Espa definitely in my top three. Okay. So what we did is we went to the final tour stop on the U.S. leg of ESPA's world tour. And it is a world tour, not like the world tour in quotes that K-pop likes to use. Uh, In Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, good old New York getting the uh, final leg of of ESPA's world tour. Uh, This was my second trip in a week. I think to to New York, so yeah, it was kind of crazy, but yeah, I was I was pretty hyped for this thing, man. How did it compare coming into New York for a crazy K-pop super concert versus coming into New York for Espa? I'd say I was more excited to see Espa just because they're a known entity. I've seen their. The t- start of their tour uh, online on the stream, so I knew kind of what to expect. So, I mean, I had more information about, you know, what might happen at ESPA compared to the the unknown variables of crazy K-pop super concert. And like, as far as like getting into your hotel and like getting to the venue. Oh God, so much smoother than uh, the first time. <laughs> 
so much smoother. For Espa. Yes. Nice. Everything was smooth. Getting to Brooklyn was easy from LaGuardia. Uh, getting to the venue from my hotel was a 15-minute walk rather than an hour and a half train ride. So yeah, it was, it's fantastic. Yeah, it was just it was a lot more convenient. Um, well, for me, I live in New York, and it's like harder in a way to drive to Brooklyn than it is to Long Island. But once you're in Brooklyn, it's like much more convenient to be there than it is to be in Long Island because at UBS Arena, there's like nothing around there. But when you're in Brooklyn, it's like everything is there. It's all you know. There's so many things nearby the venue and. A lot of food places, a lot of places to go, a lot of places to park, a lot of places to see and eat. So, yeah, just uh, it was a lot more fun to go to uh, Barclays. Definitely. And that was my uh, my second time at Barclays. So I wasn't completely unfamiliar with the venue. The, the first time I went there was in 2014 for Monday Night Raw. So, yeah, I kind of had an idea of the layout of the land and where to go and stuff like that so i wasn't completely clueless like i was with uh, ubs but uh, other than that i was super super stoked for this <laughs> on the plane ride to uh to new york from toronto i was like just overloading on ESPA videos that I had on my USB stick. And I was, that's all I was watching. Oh, really? Like uh, music videos or like um, their, their content on their YouTube or what? I had all of their music videos downloaded, plus uh, a couple of those things, like those It's Live performances and, and stuff. Oh, I love those. Yeah. But you didn't watch any of their like... Um like their vlogs or anything on their YouTube channel? Uh, no, my Delta flight did not have free Wi-Fi. Mm, yeah, sucks. Del Delta, I love Delta, but the the Wi-Fi thing they need to start making free. <laughs> well, well, they they keep advertising it um, in in their in their flight stuff. So like, you get free Wi-Fi on this model of plane. Or if you're a Sky Miles person or whatever, but I got neither of those. And I wasn't going to pay twelve ninety nine for like two hours of Wi-Fi. I'm pretty sure there's like asterisks on that because every time I get on a Delta flight and it says free Wi-Fi and I try to get on it, like I don't get Wi-Fi. And then I think, I think it's pretty much just Wi-Fi to let you do like iMessage or something. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's not even good for like something like uh, line or discord i think like it's really restrictive like you get like the common stuff like facebook messenger and stuff like that but if you start using other programs that the common folk wouldn't use then it's not going to work they don't want you to use anything with pictures in it basically like even if you use like facebook messenger or iMessage it's like you can't send or receive pictures and what's the point it's pretty bad <laughs> oh, anyway um like so you were apparently very excited for the concert like were you once it was announced you were already decided on uh going oh yeah totally 
because uh, I was willing to spend a stupid amount of money to get a ticket and I, I did get a pretty good seat as we'll discuss later and it was kind of pricey for the VIP and Canadian dollars but I didn't care I think like you mentioned like we had both seen the online concert version of it in Seoul earlier this year and it was like one of the best online concerts I had ever seen so I think we were both excited for that and like personally for me, like I said, Espa is like one of my top three groups. Like as soon as the tour got announced, I had decided in my head, like I'm going to multiple stops. And um, yeah, like as soon as the tickets dropped, I got um, like front row or near front row or VIP for all three stops So that I went to. So yeah, I was very, very excited for this tour. Yeah. What were you looking forward to the most for Espa since you were going to multiple venues? Um. Well... The the first thing I guess that I was really I was looking forward to was just being able to see them so close. Uh, like I said, I had gotten the front row center ticket in Washington D.C., and then I got front row to the side in Chicago, and then I got VIP just like a regular VIP in um, New York. So I was mainly most excited to be able to see them so close in Washington, D.C. And like, it was actually, yeah, it was like just an insane experience. Um, that's what I was most excited for. But when, if you had watched the, <laughs> if you had watched the online concert in Seoul, uh, one of the things that I was really hoping for was to see the mascots. They had like like four mascots that came onto the stage um, during one of their sets, and I was really hoping that we would see them, um, but unfortunately, they they didn't come. They didn't make the trip. Yeah, I was really sad about that. <laughs> I wanted to see that damn left shark type mascot. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the monkey. I can't remember which 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 mascot it was, but yeah, that was that was hilarious. I really. I was really looking forward to seeing the mascots, but you know, like I understand the the production level is always goes down compared in um in the states compared to or worldwide versus you know like Korea. Very true, but you know we guys still got a damn good time. That's for sure. Yeah, like um, it was just like like I said, top one of my top three groups. I knew I had to see them multiple times, and I was super excited, and it was worth it. Yep. Definitely worth the expense of going to New York again <laughs> within a short time span. Uh, my credit card hurt and my bank account hurt after paying all those expenses for ESPA, but I don't care. So good. Yeah, you know, like my philosophy is the older you get, the... Um, the more money you're going to end up earning. So there's so many people that regret not spending when they're young. And then when they're old, they're like, you know, missed all that time when they, when they had, now they have all that money. So my philosophy is, you know, spend what I have now and then worry about the future in the future. while still maintaining some sort of savings, of course, but I don't want to regret. I don't want to regret the, the times that I could have had the fun times that I could have had. That's right. I mean, be financially responsible, but also learn when it's okay to blow your your budget. Exactly. So 
we're basically very excited dudes for ESPA. Who's your favorite ESPA member? I'll get to that um, during the concert talk because something happened when I was watching the concert. Oh, oh no. We got a bias wreck here. Yeah, there was a bias wrecker that showed up. Well, we'll talk about the pre-concert stuff first, which is the VIP stuff. So uh, from what I experienced in New York, it was less hectic than crazy K-pop super concert. Uh, First off, it was organized. There were lines. People knew where to put you. Uh, You showed up. You registered right away, and you just sat there and waited. Is that what it was like for you at your other venues? I mean, the VIP benefits were very uh, scarce. Like, there's not really... You know, we discussed this last week where what happened with the Crazy K-Pop Super Concert was they basically had four different VIP levels with four different sets of benefits, and there's, like, so many different benefits with the ESPA thing, there's only one VIP and the only benefit, the only real benefit is the sound check. There was no other VIP benefits except like uh, they gave you like a free bag that they didn't even have at all the stops and like a bookmark thing that I don't even know what it actually is. It's like just a bookmark looking piece of cardstock that has their pictures on it. So it's like, I mean, how can you mess that up? <laughs> right? Like how 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 badly can you actually mess that up? So there's really, you know, you you could have shown up there at like 5 p.m. like an hour before the soundtrack and you would have been completely fine. And that's actually what I did in uh in Washington DC. I showed up at like 5:30, got my VIP stuff, went in and then did the soundtrack and then did the show. It's like not really much of a VIP, honestly. That's true. Like compared to other things that you've described in other concerts and what we've done uh, previously it's bare bones but i was just happy that there was no confusion as to where you need to stand where you need to check in and what you're actually going to get because yeah that's that's the difference between like um that's the difference between a company that knows what the limit limitations are of the artists that knows what the limitations are of their staff and their venue and logistically knows how to get it things done versus like over promising and under delivering like crazy K-pop super concert. Yeah, for sure. We didn't get screwed on anything. I mean, like Ella said, we got a book mark thing. Well, they still, they still, they still did They still ran out of bags. Like I, I know a few of the stops ran out of the bags. They were like, oh, sign this Google form and then we'll mail it out to you. But oh my God, how many, how many people are actually going to get that? Like am I, I, I don't even have mine yet. I, I don't really care about the bag because it didn't look like it was anything special. No, the bag's actually kind of crap. Yeah, I, I just wanted like early entry for merch, basically. That's all I cared about because I wanted to make sure I got my size before it sold out. That's basically it. Like, I, I didn't care about anything else VIP-wise outside of the sound check. Just make sure I'm able to buy my shirts and my hoodie, and I'm happy. I mean, what it comes down to is, like, how much does the 
the sound check and you know i guess the badge maybe like some people value the badge like i i value the badge a little bit but um like how much value does the sound check have for you like crazy k-pop super concert tried to sell a sound check for 200 dollars, and that was or 200 yeah 210 dollars, and that wasn't really a value for me um it wasn't until they added all the other stuff that I was like, oh, okay, you know, I, I will do the VIP. But like with Espa, like the VIP actually wasn't really that much more expensive than the, um, a regular ticket anyway. So actually the regular, the front row ticket, which was not VIP, was way more expensive than the regular VIP ticket. <laughs> like a front row seat was like, the front row seat was like $600 after fees, but the VIP ticket was like 350 or something after fees. So... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and technically speaking, the better seat was more expensive than the VIP seat. Wow. <laughs> I, I would say I wouldn't believe that, but knowing how ticketing for these concerts works, I totally believe that. Yeah, because they just made all the front row seats platinum, Ticketmaster platinum, without the VIP benefits. So I actually had to buy a regular vip ticket and the platinum ticket um in washington dc to get the vip benefits really that's insane yeah but it was worth it to be like less than five feet from them <laughs> in this in the soundtrack definitely okay so yeah i like you said blow your budget well <laughs> yeah i mean like i said top three top three all right, cool. So you didn't buy any merch in New York. Well, you didn't buy a lot of merch. You've already bought most of your merch at your other stops. I think you only bought, what, hair clips? Is that right? Um, yeah, so in, in Washington, D.C., I bought the hoodie and the T-shirt, the tour T-shirt, and the photo cards. And um, so the way that it was is that each photo card pack comes with two pack, uh, two photo cards, and there's four total, one of each member. So I bought two packs for four cards, and I traded the dupes that I had to make sure that I had one of each member. And then I actually wasn't able to get all the members until I went to Chicago, where I continued to try to trade. Thankfully, I was able to trade and get all the members in Chicago. But I didn't buy anything again until New York, where I bought another T-shirt, which was like the sticker T-shirt. It's like, um, it says Espa, I think, on the front, or maybe My World. It's like the My World logo on the front, and then the back is like just a bunch of the stickers, Espa stickers. I bought one of those shirts, and I bought the hair clips or hair pins, whatever they are. Or you can use them as uh, potato chip bag clips if you want to do that. Oh, maybe yes. I should. <laughs> Good idea. Um, I bought the hoodie. I bought... The black and blue or purple tour shirt, the one with the picture that you didn't like. No, I, I like the picture. I didn't like the color. I can't remember what it was about it. Okay, it was maybe it was the picture. There's one of one of the one or the, it's either the picture or the color that I didn't like. Yeah, there was something off about it that, that you didn't uh, you didn't like. Yeah, too much. so I went with the black and white one. Yeah, and I was only going to stop at that, but then I saw the. Uh, the graffiti shirt, the white graffiti shirt, and I bought that. Too. The sticker t-shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that I was talking about, yeah, the same one. Damn, I'm spending too much, but oh well, whatever. <laughs> YOLO. 
Sorry, did you get the hoodie? He did, right? Yeah, the hoodie was like the first thing I asked for was because I, I figured they they might sell out of that in my size, so I asked for that first. After we bought merch, it's just a lot of sitting around, and I think we went to like a, near a bar, and I think you stole some guy's seat, from what I remember. Is that right? <laughs> I think we were, we went to go just like wait somewhere and we went to go sit down. And when the staff guy came and he was like, oh, so you're stealing seats now. I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know I was stealing your seat. I'm only here. I'm only sitting here for a little while. And then I like got self-conscious and like moved my seat. But yeah, I don't know what that was about, honestly. <laughs> that was funny because he kept screaming, you're taking my seat. It's so weird. Like he was a staff, like he who worked for Barclays. Clearly, he had a uniform on, so it was very strange to be that he was yelling at me. Well, I I don't know. Maybe he had an invisible friend sitting there or something. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean it was Brooklyn. You know you don't know the type of people that you're gonna meet. Yeah, I noticed that walking to the arena. There's some interesting people on the streets of brooklyn man yeah i mean like downtown brooklyn yeah downtown brooklyn on atlantic avenue you have no idea what you're gonna see over there yeah it's um it's exactly as people would imagine it as an outsider to that city like if you i guess it's kind of like you think of stereotypical new york it's kind of like that for real <laughs> from my point of view anyways like i didn't think people like this existed it's like oh they exist <laughs> i guess i'm just used to it but yeah there's definitely all kinds yeah it's it definitely was a trip but vip like we said it was just the smoothest experience ever the only thing that i was kind of mad about with the merch is there was like no paper bag or plastic bag or tote bag that they were selling to hold your stuff. I mean, did they not sell any bags at the other places too to hold your shirts or whatever you bought? Well, I know that they didn't have a tote bag, right? Otherwise, people probably would have bought it. Um, As far as like venue specific stuff, I don't know if the other venues had anything because I just, I had the bag from DC, the, um, the, the VIP bag that they gave you. So I just put everything in there. Um, but yeah, they didn't have anything at Barclays. Yeah, because I didn't want to get that white shirt all dirty and stuff. So I was like, I'll try to keep it clean. <laughs> but after that, it was sitting around until the sound check. And sound check, also a very smooth process. Or so I thought. So... For us people who were in the bowl section, we thought we'd get to sit and chill out in our seats and enjoy the sound check. But they, the staff, they took us to the back row on the floor instead <laughs> to make the, the crowd look full for Espa. And there were a lot of angry people in the bowl, especially the shorter people. Shorter people were pissed off because 
you know how it is when you're short. You can't see shit from the back. And <laughs> yeah, a lot of grumbling going on. So I posted on uh, Twitter saying I got downgraded for the sound check. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that wasn't fun. I, I know you were closer up front, but for me, where I was sitting, it was a good view. And then where I got moved to was a horrible view. Kind of like that crazy K-pop super concert where I talked about the back six rows or whatever. Same idea. You ain't seeing shit. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it was a downgrade for you. Like for me, I actually like I wasn't sitting in my seat um, for the soundtrack. I actually moved to the center because I wanted to see what the show would be like. Uh, so my, my normal seat was like in between the extended stage and the main stage on stage left. But I decided for the sound check, I would go, go sit in the center uh, and see what the show was like from the middle. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a, a bad, a poor experience. Like I, I refrained from sitting in the front, like three rows or something. <laughs> Cause I saw, I, you know, I, I figured that they would kick me out and they, I did see a lot of people getting kicked out of the, the first two rows. Um, so I ended up sitting like near my friends, um, at like row eight or something in the center. Uh, but yeah, uh, that was my soundcheck experience. I didn't, nothing particularly interesting of note. Um, like I said, in DC, I already had like the most amazing concert experience. So I don't know how much there, there was no way that New York from where I was and how big the venue was like, there's no way that that experience was going to compare to, um, New York and Chicago. That's for sure. I mean, like just seeing some of your pictures from those other places, you're pretty damn close. You were baby given close. That's for sure. I was, I was, I was baby giving close. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was just happy to have a view of Espa for the first time, even though it was from far away. <laughs> I mean, uh, I had a good view of stage left because there weren't any people holding their phones up recording the entire thing. But they did allow recording. Oh yeah, that was weird. Like there was no there was no warning saying put your phones away or anything and then as soon as the sound check started it was phones up. <laughs> so I took advantage of it too and I recorded whatever I could see. So I mean do as the Romans do, right? But did you record anything or you you, you didn't care because you've already done it? <laughs> uh, I was really far away, so I didn't record much. I didn't record much of anything the entire concert because I'd already seen it twice. And, you know, my seat was significantly worse at the last stop. Um, so I just recorded like bits and pieces. Okay. Yeah, because there are like people with their arms way up above their heads you know, doing that shit in the sound check. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck you people. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got what I could to capture some some memory. I didn't record the entire thing because like, what's the point? But I got something. And at least I got to see uh, mostly Karina uh, most of the time in my view like the other members kept getting blocked by people's arms and stuff but i got pretty good views of karina so i'm satisfied yeah like essentially my philosophy is if i'm in the front row 
I'll record everything like 4K 60. If I'm like second row or further back, I'll record like 4K 30 or even 4K 24. And then if I'm like 10th row or further, then I'm lucky, you know, like if I record anything in HD 60, like 1080p, <laughs> it's just going to be for my memories, you know, like uh, the way I look at it is there's going to be tons of videos on YouTube anyway that I can refer to in the future. But like if I'm the one in the front row, I feel like it's kind of my responsibility to be the one getting the highest quality video. So like if people are interested in that, then I can, you know, give it to them. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my philosophy when it comes to recording uh, concerts and never, I never raise my arms above my head. Yeah. So you're one of the, the responsible people and not blocking other people's views so you can get the views on the gram and on YouTube. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Well, I'm also, you know, I I go to so many concerts. It's like, I just have that experience, but a lot of people, you know, it's their, it's their first time or, I don't know, they're just rude. <laughs> they could just be rude. And uh, they prefer to block people. Like, there's there's not really, like, for, for the most part, like, the, if somebody puts their arms above their head to record, then the person behind them has to put their arms up even higher. And then the person behind them needs to put their arms up even higher than that. And then eventually, just like after two or three rows of that, like nobody behind you can see anything because everyone just has their phones up. So like, it's just dumb. Like there, there's going to be somebody with way better video than you. And you can just go on YouTube and somebody's going to have that uploaded. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but you know, sheep mentality, I guess it's just like, I got to get this. Yeah. They got to post it on the gram or TikTok or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But Soundcheck was memorable for me because I got to see the members, like, in the flesh. They are real. <laughs> yeah, they are, like, unreal androids. Like, like, there's no way they were, they were holograms or anything like that. They physically exist, yes. Yes, we breathe the same air as them. It was... Is awesome. I could fart and they could smell it somewhere. <laughs> okay. That might be going a little too far for me. Maybe it's better that they could fart and we could smell it somewhere. That's true. We, we, we breathe in their methane. It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta let it out before they go do the real thing, right? So. Yeah. You know, you know, they're two ended up backstage, so. And they did a sound check of Hold On Tight, which is what I really wanted to see. So I was already happy. They actually performed four four songs for Soundcheck, which is more than the usual. Like some groups will perform two. Usually it's three, but sometimes they only perform two. But Espa performed four at all the stops that I went to. I don't know if like in previous stops they had done less, but uh, I know for... The, the three stops that I went to in the Northeast, they did four songs. Um, the same f four songs, I think, and all three stops. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at previous set lists when I was researching my uh, article. And yeah, it looks like the American sound checks were basically the same. So everyone, I think, saw the same four songs. In some way. Got to see 
embarrassed Giselle give her monologue in Lucid Dream like six times in a six times in a row because <laughs> she did it during the concert three times and then she did it during the sound check three times. Oh, uh, that was great. Hey, she's got to get over that embarrassment. No, what's better than repeated reps of doing it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not really sure how embarrassed she was, but you know, she, she, you know, she has that kind of tone in her voice when she's giving that really long monologue and lucid dreams. Funny. Well, at least you got to see it twice. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. So after the sound check, there really wasn't really anything to do. I mean, you were pretty much free to well. I would say free to roam because the security was pretty hardcore about keeping us plebes off the floor. But you're pretty much free to do whatever you needed to do. Go to the restroom, get food, hang out, take take selfies within reason. I mean, there was a couple near me who were blocking the steps and security was about to throw them out. But... Yeah, there wasn't really much to do. So what did you do to kill time before the concert? Yeah, so once you left the um, like the bowl and the, f- the floor and the bowl, like you, they didn't let you back in. Um, but yeah, I just went to the bathroom and I went to go get some food, met up with a lot of friends. Like there was a lot of people, surprisingly, that I had no, knew that was actually attending that concert. So I, I probably ran into like... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I ran into like eleven or twelve different people that you know, like a majority of them I didn't even know that they were gonna be be at the concert. So that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, and I had uh, what did I eat? I ate the burger, and the burger was actually really good. A little overpriced, probably you know it was overpriced because it's a stadium. But um, yeah, the food the food was actually pretty good. I had a burger and I had the they had like this chicken finger place like one of my friends got that and i like he gave me like the leftovers so yeah it's pretty good did you did you uh, what did you do i kind of just hung around and took it in like just happy that i was there and i went up and started looking for something to eat but nothing was open when i went so the only thing i could find was like a nine dollar pepsi like a small Pepsi for nine bucks. I mean, that was the drinks there were pretty ridiculously overpriced. Like even the water was like seven dollars or eight dollars. Yeah, I felt like I was getting, uh, I felt like I was getting ripped off. But what can you do? Like you said, it's a stadium. It's weird because like the drinks were like, like usually like a drink would be like a quarter of the price of like food, but the drink was like sixty to seventy percent the price of the food there. It was insane. Yeah. That's not even a beer. That's just like regular soda or water. Yeah, like I'd expect to pay between like ten to twelve bucks for alcohol, right? That I I, I would accept that, but nine dollars for a, a small Pepsi is a kind of extortion. I mean, I guess they're they're trying to make make back all that money that they have to. Uh, I don't know if that's their normal price. But, you know, like whatever they have to pay their staff, right? Because um, even though they closed off like the third level, uh, they still had to pay all the people, all the staff that had to be there at the first the first floor. Whatever that amount is. Uh, well, covering that overhead, right? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I 
did notice uh, while I was hanging out at my seat. <laughs> my section had a lot of Instagram models. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed. I was I was I was, I was a little jealous. <laughs> Not really, but uh. But that that was fun to watch. All the influencers, influencers in the wild. Yes, I mean, just them using various techniques to to get the best pictures. It was kind of funny and also kind of eye opening at the same time. But yeah, just the amount of work that these these ladies put into like one Instagram picture is just insane. Oh yeah, like. They go through like crazy levels of editing just to get like that photo <laughs> onto uh, on Instagram. But you know that that's their job essentially. Like uh, they get they get paid to do it. So yeah, but yeah, I, I that's nothing. I, I I ain't no Instagram model. I never post my shit on there. But uh, no one wants to see my ugly mug. But. I was happy to see them. <laughs> Understandable. That basically killed a lot of time for me just watching that display of of modeling in front of me. But yeah, other than that, there there wasn't anything else to entertain me other than the couple beside me who were kind of going overboard with their photos <laughs> and pissing security off. But yeah. Nothing else to, nothing else really exciting pre-concert. Honestly, like the entire like VIP experience leading up into the concert was just very chill. You know, like sometimes I get stressed at certain um, concerts because there's just like so much to think to do and so much to like I have to like. Like crazy K-pop super concert, like you have to go there at 12 p.m. and then you gotta check in, and it takes like two hours to check in, and then you gotta line up for this, and you line up for that, and you line up for this, and you line up for that. With Espo, it was just like, okay, you line up, you check in, you line up, you sound check, you wait, and then concert. That was pretty much it. Yep, and that is the best I could hope for after what we experienced a week before. <laughs> Although I would have really killed to have a picture with Espo, but. I'm pretty sure somehow that would have been fucked up. No, as it's SM, it's SM Entertainment. Like I'm sure they would have figured out a way to make it happen. Like if they wanted to make it happen, but SM Entertainment never does pictures. They never do pictures. They never do high touch. They never do like fan engagement. They don't want the uh, the unwashed masses sullying their idols. Is that is that it? Yeah, exactly. I guess that's that's the way to put it. <laughs> We're not worthy. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't be like honestly like being as close to them as I was in in Washington D.C. and Chicago. It was like unreal because like how often are you gonna get that close to an SM idol without like running without running into them in the street or something like here or in Korea or without getting escorted out by security? Exactly. <laughs> well. Since we covered everything pre-concert, which it wasn't exactly very exciting because it went so damn smooth, let's get to the actual show. So this concert felt a lot like the Korean stream that I watched. And I knew kind of what to expect, 
up to a point because I didn't know where Hold On Tight was going to be played because I never looked at the set list for for anything uh, before the concert because I don't want to be spoiled uh, for where that was. But uh, what what did you think compared to our online experience? I mean, it was essentially the same thing as the online concert because the online concert came out in like that online concert happened in like February or March or something. And it was like essentially the same concert, except at the time they didn't perform Spicy because Spicy was a title track. Um, They didn't perform Hold On Tight because that song didn't come out yet. And they didn't perform uh, Better Things because that song literally just came out like a week and a half or two weeks before the concert um, in New York. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I already knew what to expect because like in their original concert um, in Seoul online, they performed a lot of the unreleased songs that were on the B-sides from their most recent um, EP, the My World EP. Like Thirsty, Lucid Dream, um, I'm pretty sure we're on in the original concert. Yeppy Yeppy for sure, YOLO for sure. Uh, I remember them dancing to that with the, um, with the mascots. And I remember even like chatting with you about it when we were watching the concert online. Like, oh, I really like this song. Um, yeah, I think pretty much the only thing that they didn't do was like uh, the new title tracks that they came out with. And I'm not sure if they did Salty and Sweet. I think they did though. I'd have to look at the set list for New York. I don't recall. Uh, like New York compared to Seoul, but I'm pretty sure they did. Like I know like everything else they did, like Till We Meet Again, ICU, Yepi Yepi, YOLO. Um, actually, I think YOLO still, YOLO still might not be out even. Um, but like all the solo songs that they did, I'm pretty sure were the same. Um, yeah, so I mean like pretty much, very, you know, it's the same title. Like the concert is the same title as the one in the the Espa Sync line, I think it was called um, Sync Hyperline. So, you know, you know, like I didn't expect otherwise. And honestly, like what I had seen in Seoul on the online concert, that's kind of what I wanted anyway. So, like, yeah, I was just, um, you know, very happy with the the set list. Cool. So, in those other, um, in those other places you went to they didn't do some of the songs they did in new york right like like you mentioned or did they actually do them all i think they did one song that was different in new york i think they did i'll make you cry in new york but i'm not sure that they did i'll make you cry at the other stops um yeah i think i i I think they just did that song like they added a song specifically for new york which made me hopeful that they would also add the mascots, <laughs> but unfortunately, that that hope was dashed. Damn it! No dry humping mascots. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, sad. But they added "I'll make you cry," which I was like really, really happy about. So, I mean, you've seen this so many times. The excitement level was still high, though, every single time, right? I would say that, like, because I knew what the set list was, and like. Because they did, like, I'll Make You Cry, which was new for New York. Like, it was even more hype at the time. But yeah, like, um, it didn't get old. Like, I saw it online, and I saw it in D.C., and then I saw it in Chicago, and I saw it in New York. And each time, it was just like, 
amazing. You know, I just wish I had a better seat in New York. Well, you know, I, I think the gods blessed you with uh, your other seats. <laughs> so I think you're good. Yeah, I mean, like both both the gods, luck, Lady Luck, and my wallet. A combination effort of the three. Yep. For me, yeah, it definitely wasn't an experience to see them live. Uh, compared to the previous concert we attended, I think this was way better. Probably because it was just Espa. And I kind of, again, knew what to expect for the most part. And just seeing the crowd like there's lots of people around me just freaking out like there was i think there was a guy beside me who was part of that couple he he was he's not a k-pop fan so like it was his first real experience with espa and k-pop so it was kind of neat to see like this person get indoctrinated into the whole thing yeah, what I hear from a lot of people who are not K-pop fans who attend K-pop concerts, they are like blown away by like the production level, the 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 hype, the excitement, and just how fun it is like going to a K-pop concert versus going to a western concert. And that's kind of like I would say like 99.9% .9 of the people that I meet that are like that really enjoy K-pop concerts. Um but yeah, it's cool. It's good to hear that there was like hardcore fans near you because like actually like Barclays Center did not sell out. It only sold they only sold like 60 or 70 percent of the seats, actually. So um, it was a little disappointing, but I it's kind of understandable because like Espa's music is very niche, I guess I could say. It's like really different. Right. Um, especially like when their first uh, three EPs. Um, well, I guess it's like what, a single, single, EP, EP. Yeah, those first four. Um, yeah, the music is like really different. Like recently since Spicy, since um, My World, they've kind of been more, uh, a little bit more mainstream type of sound. But uh, yeah, their music's a lot more niche. So I guess that's why like even the fans are, they have like less, fan they're, they're a little bit more like end mix versus like, an, uh, like a twice, if that makes sense. Um, you know, comparing it to like JYP groups or, you know, they're not like a Sonya Shide or a Red Velvet. They're Espa, right? They're like more niche type of music. Um, but yeah, um, it's good to hear that, you know, there was a lot of people that were really hyped to see them next to you. Like I would say like Espa fans, Espa fans like myself, like we're really into Espa. You know, there's not really a, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that there's a lot of casual fans of Espa. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't really see, uh, around me other than that one guy, like who was like completely new, but everyone else was like, who is your favorite member? And they're all talking about all this stuff. It's like, okay, I'm around a bunch of hardcores for sure. And like, you know, you compared it to the crazy K-pop super concert. Like the, I had mentioned last week, um, like the difference between uh, so crazy crazy hip hop super concert was essentially like a like a school a low budget university festival that's what i compared it to but when you compare like a full production solo concert where everything is pl meticulously planned 
um, you know, from the lighting to the VCRs to the stage effects to like the choreography, like where they're going to be, the placement, the, the movements, um, you know, you just can't compare like that type of planning to like a, a, a music festival like that. Do you know what, right? So like, obviously the ESPA concert is going to be way better than the crazy K-pop super concert. But, um, you know, last week I mentioned that I've is like one of the top three groups in Korea and, you know, seeing their performance, it is on another level. And I would say like their performance is even compared to ESPA, like another level compared to ESPA. Like I can't really think of another performer since uh after uh, after seeing ive like i can't think of another performer who performed as well as ive did on stage when i saw them at crazy k-pop super concert and that's saying something in my opinion yep i think they were probably the standouts of that particular event about the the concert like we we knew that you know, there's gonna. It's like how it's divided and, and and stuff like that. When you actually were going into it, you already were expecting like, okay, there's gonna be these sets and they're gonna make these outfit changes and there's gonna be these solo songs in between each, in between each set. You already knew about that, right? Yep. It was the uh, fourth set that kind of threw me off because that's where they, that's where the mascots came in usually. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering like. What are they going to do to replace the mascots and what songs are they going to sing? So that was the one that was different from the Korean set. Yeah, because they added they added like three. They put all the new songs into that set. The Hold On Tight, Spicy, and Better Things. Yeah. And I was sad there's still no mascots, but <laughs> we got new songs right away so which which was pretty cool and yolo is still unreleased so we got three new songs an unreleased song and yepi yepi and i love yepi yepi yeah that is like a really good concert song it's like okay that's a good song in general but to hear it live with people around yeah that was that was pretty good so did you have like a favorite set fourth set the fourth set yeah like how about the outfits? Like, did you have a favorite outfit set? Karina solo. Oh, the Karina solo. So that the uh, the second set. Uh, yeah, just before the, just after I think the second interlude. I think when she did her solo, I think that's where it was. Yeah. That that set of outfits for all the members was your favorite. Yeah. That and um, what was the I can't the later on in the show the schoolgirl outfits. Uh, I was also down. With that. I think that that was the third set. Actually, the set after that, yeah. I remember when we were watching the online concert and they came out in those outfits. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, they're too hot. Yeah, it's like, okay. The only thing that was sad about that for me was they were at the front stage. So I only got a side view of them Aww. in those outfits. So it's like, oh shit, no, go back, go back to the main stage, go back. I, I, I'll, I'll send you the videos from uh, DC. <laughs> cool, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was the only, only real disappointment. It was like, no, why are you going to the front? <laughs> uh. Yeah, I would say my favorite set was definitely the fourth set with that, after the Giselle solo. 
because I like the lyrics are kind of dumb, but it's so fun to you hear Giselle singing too hot for you, too hot for you. I'm too hot for you. <laughs> like a lot of people didn't like that song, but I freaking love that song. What do you think is more embarrassing, the monologue in Lucid Dream or the saying I'm too hot for you? <laughs> I think it's different because like Giselle, that's kind of like her character where, you know, like she, ever since like debut and even maybe pre-debut, like her, her, her line has been like, um, that's hot, you know, like the Paris Hilton thing. Um, and like, I'm pretty sure she had like a hand in writing the lyrics to that song. So I don't think it's really that embarrassing for her. I, for sure. Like the... Uh, you know, like the lucid dream thing. It's just like, because like everyone's just looking at her while she's seeing like this really extended monologue. Like even, even her members are just like, like just looking at her <laughs> doing that line. So I think, I think it's really different. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like the, both the outfits for that act, uh, that, uh, set four, the fourth set and the songs, that was probably my favorite. But like, if I had to pick like a highlight of the concert, I would probably there's a there's a few that I would pick like you know watching it live um I would say seeing Winter play her guitar solo live for girls was amazing every single time um I would say seeing Illusion seeing them dance to the chorus of Illusion was really amazing um when they sang Thirsty in DC like I almost cried because I couldn't believe that I was seeing them perform thirsty, like, like, like less than 10 feet away from my face. Um, and you know, like I, 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 if I was to say like, I was surprised like how little impact next level had for me, um, relatively speaking, like I still loved next level, but seeing it live, Maybe it's because I had seen it so many times and listened to the song so many times that it had much less of an impact versus like everything else. But um, yeah, next level, I wasn't like like crazy about. I guess I would say, but Black Mamba, like every like like seeing the drop for the chorus and then the 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 hair flipping towards the end of the song in Black Mamba, I love that part too. So those are probably the highlights like if there was mascots that would probably be the number one but they didn't have the mascots this time i would say also spicy like i really love spicy i think spicy might become my favorite espa song like it's between savage and espa right now i uh, sorry uh, savage and spicy right now um for me as far as like my favorite espa songs my favorite espa title tracks hmm so if we're gonna go by specific songs you know I was hyped for that damn Tetris song. <laughs> a lot of people were. A lot of people were, yeah. So I'll, I'll put that on, on the list. Um, yuppie, yuppie. That was, that was fun. That's so fun. It's so fun. Um, it would have been more fun with mascots. Yes. Fuck. SM. Get on that for the next <laughs> tour. Mascots, please. I need those mascots. We need, we need unenthusiastic mascots for the next tour. It's so fun. It, it would have just really added. How much more could have that cost to add to the production value? I don't know. Just even if it was just for the, even if it was just for the the stages where they had the extended stage. Yeah. 
because um, I think it was only Brooklyn and maybe LA. I don't I don't really know what the other stages looked like, but I know Chicago and and um, DC didn't have the extended stage. But if they had an extended stage, I'd say you just hire a couple extra dancers or four extra dancers or just have four of your dancers get in those costumes and dance around for a little bit. Yep. It would have been awesome. Need to have mascots. <laughs> um, what else can I say? Um, I actually liked ICU as the, as the ender. Cause, cause people were throwing all those plushies on the stage. Oh, that was crazy. And people were throwing them from like distance, like. Oh yeah. I'm, With accuracy. Yes. And I was like, holy shit. There's some people in this crowd who have some really good arms. It was crazy. And there was like a mountain of, of plushies on the stage. Yeah. Like they, all the girls like gathered them up and it was like a huge like a like actual pile of plushies in the middle of the extended stage was crazy. Yeah, I was recording that because it's like I was watching Karina and she was like going back and forth, putting them like in the middle of the stage. So I was like, I, I should probably record this. This this might be end up being kind of cool. Well, one of the plushies was um, a soju bottle, <laughs> and like Winter, Winter like yeah, got it and was like pretending like she was drinking. It was funny. Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> yeah. I was just watching, like, it was like, you know, at, uh, I don't know if you have this in, in the States, but in in Calgary in the minor hockey leagues, there's a night where people throw teddy bears onto the ice uh, for charity. It, it looked kind of like that, where it's just like, mm. mount, like mountains of, of plushies just hitting the stage and like even the security guards were catching them and throwing them onto the stage and stuff it was kind of funny. <laughs> are you talking about for Espa? yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah we don't have that as far as i know in the states but you know i'm i'm, I'm imagining because they, they do it in figure skating a lot where they throw the stuff onto the ice so i'm imagining that but like on a larger you know more more plushies similar to that where it's just like raining down like dolls endlessly <laughs> yeah so were, the, were, were those your highlights of the concert were there was there anything else winter's guitar solo that was that was good i didn't i knew it was coming but to see it i was like okay <laughs> she can play i mean we saw it at the we saw it in the soul concert and it was like mind-blowing then but it's 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 just as mind-blowing seeing her actually do it in, 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 with your own eyes. But uh, going back to your question about the bias. So my bias is Ning Ning. But I could not keep my eyes off Winter the entire concert. Really? <laughs> For some reason, my eyes kept going to her. Wow. Interesting. And it's not like you haven't seen Espa that much. Like you watch a lot of their content, but in real life, Winter made an, uh, made an impression. Yes. It's like, damn it, woman. And you don't know why? I have no idea. But Ning Ning is so cute. I don't, I don't know why, but 
winter seemed to be always in my field of view, no matter what. It's like, oh like man, <laughs> damn you! What about Ningning then? Uh, Ningning was there, but I, I, I don't know. I, it just the eyes went the other way. Oh my god! Sorry, are you saying are you saying that winter is your bias in uh, in Espa now, or is it still Ningning? I, I think it's just the only thing I noticed when I was watching the concerts, like. Why am I looking at her only? <laughs> like, That's weird. Yeah. We'll have to get to the bottom of this, the next comeback. That's right. I, I don't know. It, it was just something I noticed. Like, okay, she's always there. <laughs> she's always in my field of view. So. Did, did, did you have a favorite solo song? Um, I would say out of the four... Giselle's was the most entertaining. <laughs> too hot for you, too hot for you. I'm too hot for you. <laughs> also, her outfit, her outfit in that was amazing. Now, I really loved her outfit, the red dress. And then I'd say Ning Ning was the second most entertaining for me. Mm. What was your least favorite then? Uh, Karina's was a little too artsy for me, even though I liked the outfit. Oh, really? So you liked you liked Winters more than Karina's? Yeah. Wow. We're almost like completely opposite. My favorite was Ning Ning solo. And then um probably Karina. And then Giselle. And then Winter. Like in that order. Like I really liked Ning Ning solo because it had a really like varied mix of both her dancing like really well, her rapping and singing really well. And like it was just like she did everything in her solo song. And I really like Karina because Karina's my bias. So like I love it. And I really like that song anyway, Menagerie. Um, and yeah, Giselle, like I just really have fun with Giselle's song. Like it's so fun for me. But Winter's song was like, for me, it was just like kind of boring. So that's why it was like my least favorite. But, you know, I still liked it. Probably out of like the like the thirty concerts I've seen so far this year, like Espa is probably number one right now, and um, yeah, that's saying a lot because you know I've been to a lot of concerts. Like the whole production, all the production value, the 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 planning, the the set list, the way that the sets were divided, la, the um, the video, the VCRs between each of the sets the the concept of it the the outfit changes so many outfit changes like five different outfits six different outfits um that that to me you know plus they're they're the set list like i love all these songs like honestly i, I will say it's kind of hard to pick a, an espa song that i don't like because i think there isn't an espa song that i don't like i would have been happy with all their songs actually um, but just like seeing it all in person and the way that it was organized and with, you know, in combination with all the outfit changes, it's just like, I just really love this concert. And honestly, like the only thing that could have made it better were the mascots. Like if they had the mascots, then it probably would be in my top three concerts of all time. Um, but as it stands right now, um, it might be in the top five, but definitely in my top 10, like concerts all time. Yeah, I can only go by 
what I've watched online. So I've attended more online concerts than I have in-person concerts. Because uh, there hasn't been many groups <laughs> that make me want to leave Canada. Especially with the expense that I have to go through. So I would say looking at all the stuff that I've watched and then including Crazy K-Pop Super Concert, this was the best so far. For 2023? For 2023 so far, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have Everglow to go, so I can't say best ever yet. Well, let's be let's be honest. Like, I love Everglow, but there's like a, there's like a, a very, like, like Everglow's set, is likely going to be amazing, but there's no way that they can compare with the production value. They'll probably have two to three outfits at most. Yeah, because they're playing smaller venues, right? So they're they're not playing bigger venues. Smaller venues, lower budget um, production, um, lower budget company. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's going to be a lower production value. So like, there's no way that it's going to be able to compete with Espa unless you just like really love Everglow's that much more than Espa. That's really the only way that they can, that, that they'll be a better, like I love Everglow. And, but, and like Shihyun is like my alt, like she's my, like my favorite idol. But I don't think there's any way that Everglow is going to beat Espa as far as like having a better concert. Yeah, that's probably going to be true. But I have to judge fairly before I can say. True. You have to watch it. You have to see it first before you make the judgment. I've missed out on every other Everglow experience, so I mean, got got to give him a fair chance. But uh, back to Espa, yeah, Espa best concert so far, twenty twenty three. How would you rank it, like all time, like all time K-pop concerts that you've actually attended? Oh, okay, so what have I attended in my my lifetime? SM Town. I did that twice. <laughs> my my list is so short. <laughs> so it must be near the top then. <laughs> yeah, it's it's near the top because uh, for my lifetime of K-pop concerts, which is like like five concerts in, in real life. Oh, okay. Um, twice the world tour. That was my top one, just because of where it was sitting and you know i i got the same spot twice almost um so i say that's number one and i put s but number two then oh respectable i'm putting g idol way down at the bottom not because of g idol themselves but because of all the bullshit before the concert that made it worse yeah i remember yeah that's good though because like um yeah, I would say that twice World Tour three, the encore, second night, is probably like my top one or two, and then the twice World Tour three, second night in New York, is probably like the other one or two, and then from there, like number three and four are probably like twice concerts also. Even though like twice is not even like twice may barely be in my top ten as far as like girl groups go, like their concerts are just like insanely good. Not this year, <laughs> or not their online. Like if you watch them online, don't watch them online because their twice as online concert is probably the worst concert I've ever watched. Also, like 
I would rank that concert like the worst all time of all the concerts that I've watched. So from there, it just really comes down. To, I, I think Espa is definitely going to be in my top 10. It might even be in my top five of like all concerts that I've ever seen for K-pop. Yeah. My, it, it's, I think your, your ranking is going to be harder to determine just because of your experience going to so many shows since it's closer to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you ask me about Japan, that'd be a whole different story, and I'd have to really think about it. Yeah, I, I didn't want—I didn't want to include Japan because that'd be too much. Yeah, yeah, but K-pop definitely number two on the list after Twice. But yeah, I really can't say enough good things about Espa. I mean, they. They're unreal. <laughs> I mean, I never thought... You know, on video, they they look, like, incredible. And then when you see them in real life, you're like, shit, they really built some good fucking androids. <laughs> it's real. They're, they're, they're really incredible. Like, not just visually, but, like, talent level. Like, the... You know, they... I would say, like, they're only a kind of, like weakness and i'm doing like the air quotes it's like not really a weakness but like their dancing isn't as strong as like a, an actual performance-based group like uh like an itsy for example um but like vocally and um musically i just think they're 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 so good like they can all rap they can all sing um and you know their dancing isn't the best but they're still good dancers and yeah it's just and again, like their visual is unreal. It's like, I, I think they're the visually the most beautiful group in K-pop um, all time. That, that, then that's, that's, you know, that's saying something because there's a lot of really visual, you know, really visually appealing groups like, like Dreamcatcher, I think is like one of the top visual groups. Um, Promise Nine, definitely one of the top visual groups. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of really good visual groups, but I would say Espa Espa is at the top of the list for me. Yep, uh, I agree with your thing about their dancing. I think we were discussing that actually after the concert. Um, but I, I think Espa songs really don't lend themselves to them going hard like other SM groups. Like, say Super Junior, you got like their songs are kind of built for intense choreography or or boa like her songs have intense choreography but espa yeah <laughs> but espa no I, I i can see why their their dancing is considered weak in air quotes but i don't, I don't think that's really part of their uh their whole appeal is like to be dancing machines yeah and they're not a performance based group anyway they're not they're not like an itsy right like itsy's whole thing is performance and i would say like you know in sacrifice of the music like itsy's more about the performances right because I, I think itsy um you know will come out with like a hard dance number versus like a better song just to put out like a really good dance performance. Whereas like Espo is more about the concepts and, um, you know, like 
they're they're a concept group. They're like a Vix or a Dreamcatcher, but in a different way. <laughs> you know, like a space opera, right? That's the way I always, you know, talk about their story is like with the the eyes and the mice and the the novices and the the what is it? The novice. Wait, wait, what is it? The 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 POS and the the Kwangya, right? Like all of that is like very very conceptual. It's their that their focus is the concept and the the music verse and the lyrics versus like the dancing. So they they're still good, you know, like I can't dance as good as Espa. Hell no. And I would say like most people who are even who even do know how to dance, they're probably as good or better than those people just because that's their job. Like they probably dance eight hours a day, five days a week at least. You know what I'm saying? So uh, but I'm just saying, like, if you compare, if you try to compare to an actual performance group, like that would be technically considered their weakness. But I mean, yeah, they're still still amazing in, in person. For sure, I'm not gonna knock them for not uh, not breaking their backs and their knees for for the sake of performance. <laughs> so, whatever. <laughs> and honestly, that the black the black mamba dance is uh, pretty intense. Yeah, that one's the hardest one I think that they have. Because I remember the, I remember the choreography. There's a lot of floor work in that one, but you know, in general, I think we can say that, yeah, they're not gonna go hard. <laughs> They'll dance, but they ain't gonna dance like super hard. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I I really don't have anything else to say about this concert. And it, it was a total positive experience the entire way, pre-concert concert even post-concert getting out of the building was super smooth like no problems whatsoever i just sat there and waited for you to come out we met up no no issues yeah i I don't have anything else to say i've already said it i mean number one concert for me this year so far I, i still do have like 10 to 15 other concerts to go to this year but um yeah, I don't think anything's going to top Espa for me this year. And again, top five for me. It's, it's probably in the top five for me all time, but I would need to like actually start thinking about it. Um, but definitely in the top 10. And that's saying a lot. Again, like I said, I, like in the last um, two years plus pre-COVID, I've probably been to like over 100 K-pop concerts. So very large sample size. And Espa is just the next level <laughs> okay sorry yeah. but yeah i just uh you had to do it you i had, had to, to do it. it it was it was very good and like you know it just it helps so much that i love espa so much that they had such an amazing concert and you know like i was saying earlier like twice is probably my favorite concert um the like two like probably three or four of my top three or four concerts or twice concerts. Um, but they're not even in my top 10. So to have like such an amazingly produced concert from a group who's actually in my top three, um, it's a big deal for me. And um, I was just so happy with, with the concert, just everything, everything about it, especially, um, you know, I'm so happy I was able to see, I, I'm so happy that I actually spent the time and the money to see them at least three times. I wish I could have seen them more, but um, you know, it was really expensive already just seeing them three times. So 
I'm happy that I did. And it was just like an amazing experience, you know, like seeing them so close in Washington, D.C. Um, it's one of those things that I'm never going to forget, like for my entire life. It's going to be one of the highlights of my life, actually. Like I'm 100% confident about it. That's how good that concert was for me. So do you have any other comments about the greatness of the ESPA concert before we close out the podcast? You may remember that I, I made a New York Yankees jersey of Karina's first pitch at Yankee Stadium. So when ESPA was last year in New York, the, um, before this concert tour, they were in New York in June and they threw out the first pitch. Um, they were here for Governor's Ball, which I also attended. And they threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium and they were all gifted Yankees jerseys by the Yankees organization. So I had decided from there that the next time that they were going to be at the tour, I was going to make a Yankee jersey for Karina, like the same exact one that she has. And I made it and I wore it at all three stops. I only saw one other person with a Yankees jersey that was like ESPA customized. And somebody, I saw a couple people with a winter customized jersey. So one person in Chicago and one person in New York. And now SM is selling baseball jerseys of the members. Is that a coincidence or is it because they saw people wearing the, the jerseys uh, at, the, at the tour? I think you need to start claiming some uh, percentage of the sales. Well, it's not me. I mean, it's the Yankees, right? But if you look at it, it's so bootleg looking, uh, the, the baseball jersey that they made. So I'm still happy that I have mine, but I still might buy the Karina baseball jersey that SM made. But yeah, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, you should. Compare it to the one that you made and see just how low quality is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really expecting it. I, I bet it's not even like baseball jersey material. I bet it's probably just like cotton or something. Yeah, because like if you've ever seen the KCON sports jerseys, like they have a basketball and a baseball jersey. Um, those are like really not that, they're kind of flimsy. They're kind of like a cool design, but they're kind of flimsy. And I imagine that's what the SM one is like. But We'll see. I have so many Stacy things to buy because their tour is started today in Korea. So yeah, I just like there's so many Stacy merch that I so much Stacy merch I need to buy and their tour is coming up. I need to really budget properly for that since I'm going to all the stops. Oh, your poor wallet, your poor bank account. Yeah. Uh You'll be like that uh, friend's meme, I wish I could afford food. <laughs> well, thankfully, I can still afford food. Like, I'm not financially irresponsible. It's just getting financially tight. <laughs> okay, so you can still, you still have electricity. You still have. Yeah, I, I still have somewhere to sleep. I'm not sleeping in the streets. Okay, so you're not, you, you haven't hit the, uh, the cray level yet. Technically speaking, I could probably sleep on the streets. For the Stacy tour, but I decided against it. Yeah, do they have a stop in Chicago by any chance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you probably don't want to sleep in the streets on Chicago. <laughs> don't want to sleep in the sleeps. Sleep in the streets in San Francisco. That's the worst spot. Yeah, I remember San Fran is pretty bad too. Yeah, <laughs> and Seattle. <laughs> San Francisco is the worst city in uh, in the U.S. Oh, the Seattle's the Seattle stop for Stacy is the same one as the Idol stop that you went to. Oh, oh God! 
I hope they have air conditioning in there and stop overselling it. Well, it's gonna be October, so. Oh, I, I, I still have no hope. <laughs> that, that, that might be a clusterfuck. Yeah. But you might get to watch some baseball. No, I'm literally flying in the day, uh, the day before, then lining up, and then leaving the day after. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if you want to swing through, I'll be there. If I can get a secondary ticket, I'll let you know. Oh, I, I think, I think there's still there's tickets. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I have, I still have PTSD thinking about that place. So we'll see. yeah, you you don't you don't have to go there. I, I was just joking. I know I I'd like to see Stacy, but yeah, my my budget is just as tight as yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have no other thoughts about this concert. I was. The most satisfying experience this year. Eleven out of ten for for Espa. Eleven out of ten. Yeah, I would agree. Anyway, I think we're done. We're we got nothing else to say. So thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>